Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. Back again today is our Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And uh, man, it's a... It's, uh, been a good week things have been, been things have been popping justin things are busy things are things are busy it's good it's, yeah it's, it's good it's crazy but I it's like good it. yeah so good weekend coming off a coming on a lot of stuff happening there at the church just i don't know man it it, it feels like a good seat there's we're back in that thing back in that swing again where it's like who are who are all these people <laughs> you know not our people but new people you know to some you know some of you listeners and some of you that have been you know new the past few weeks I man it's been fantastic just meeting some of you and um you know god's doing something amazing in our church and so it's just great to see so many new faces and stuff yeah i mean i, I met uh, a family we were talking about it yesterday mm-hmm. that i talked to for a little while sunday um, they found us online and just came to check us out, you know, yeah. and, you know, sa- Sunday was just fun. We were talking in staff meeting. I don't know. It was just like, everybody seemed to be in a good mood. <laughs> you know, it's not always the case, you know, of course the week uh, before it was like super rainy and it nasty. Rainy, it's and, cold. And, yeah. It's gross. Yeah. Um, but Sunday was like pretty and it was yeah. awesome. Everybody was just in a good mood. And, um, yeah, I had a good time. I had a good time Sunday. Yeah, so we've been digging this series, man. The series has been a lot of fun. It's fun to preach. It's fun, you know. It's fun. Uh, people have been really enjoying it, um, and I, I really, hopefully, you know, the prayer is that God's really been doing a work on people's hearts, right? Um, you know, and 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 myself included. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like uh, n- none of us are perfect in this arena. We talk about relationships and marriage and all those things, and and uh, so you know, God. Uh, God's doing some great stuff in, in, in all of our lives. I mean, you can't, you can't preach this without having some level of conviction. Like God, you know, like, you know, <laughs> you could, yeah, I, I guess mean, it wouldn't, you be, could, it wouldn't yeah. be good. You need more Jesus if you did, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but wow. nonetheless, yeah, it's been, um, it's been good. And, and, uh, just seeing, you know, getting great feedback from people, um, which has been great. Um, you know, one of the things I would love, you know, if you're, if you're listening to, if you listen to this podcast or you listen to the sermon podcast is, you know, share it with some of your friends, but not just share the link, but even in screenshot, you know, screenshot your pod, the screen of your phone, uh, of the podcast and then post it on your Instagram oh, yeah. your stories, you know, something like that. Um, and just kind of help get, uh, some of the word out there. I mean, we want people to, to get this and, and, uh, my prayer is that it's encouraging and that it helps lift people up and, even if there are certain moments where you're kind of like, ooh, yeah, he's dealing with me on that right there. Right. Uh, you know, our hope is that it helps build people up because we all need it. You know, we need we need an understanding of healthy relationships. So that's true. I mean, I think you know, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of talk about the series. I've really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it hasn't been. It didn't seem like too many cliche Christian type. You know, I you know how I feel about Christian cliches, anyways. But yeah. it it just didn't feel like that, you know. And, and you know, do this, don't you know, don't do this, yeah, like yeah, you know yeah, that yeah. type of thing. It was, uh, I I really enjoyed it and seemed to be a good response from, and I you think know, that, from people. I think that's why I think it's ref- you know 
our approach coming in, we wanted to do something that was a little more refreshing. You know, we're not the only ones to do anything like this. You know, there's a lot of churches that are doing really great series about relationships. So we're, I'm, we're not assuming that we're the only one getting it right. Um, no. But I think one I, of the I things. I hope we aren't. Yeah. I think one of the things that is helpful um, is that we're not taking just a typical Christian approach of like, hey, you're not married, don't have sex. Like, hey, you know, like hitting this like checklist. If you're, do, if you're this, then you can do this. But if you're not, don't like. It's more about, you know, I think we, I, and our goal has been in this series is like, man, really dealing with people's heart, um, dealing with their identity. Like, let, let's not talk about behaviors we want to modify. Let's talk about That's the right. reasons we have those behaviors that need to be modified. You well, know? and it, it seems like I'm going to mention it because I just thought of this. Okay. I just thought of this. Oh, boy. This is, I'm hearing it for the first time too. You guys. are. So, you know, it's no secret that me and you are pretty into the Enneagram. Right. And, you know, we've, we, I think we're both fans of, and I think if you're in leadership at any level, you should like these personality typing tools, sure. right? We use the disc and grow track and all that. It, it's helpful. Right. Uh, so disc is good. It's not the most scientific, but it's, it's the most simplest to understand. You know, there's only yep. the four D I S C, you know, yep. it's just, it's, it's a lot more simple. Uh, Myers Briggs has its, has its value. I'm into that too. Then we discovered the Enneagram, what a year ago, maybe yep. a little more. About a year ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, the cool thing about the Enneagram is it's, it's not about your behaviors like the other ones show you your behaviors. It goes deeper into your core motivations. Yep. And that's kind of seems like uh, that's more of where our messages have been, at least especially in this one with this series on relationships. It's mm -hmm. not about it's not about the behaviors necessarily. It's the motivations behind it. It's the why behind it. Like what causes that? You know, yeah. being healthy. You know, you mentioned you know, and I'm sure it's in the notes. We'll talk about it. But it's like you know. The best way to be like a healthy marriage is a healthy single person. You, yeah, you know, yep. you being healthy is what's going to determine. Right, like, if right, you're right. unhealthy now, you're going to be unhealthy. Then. Right, marriage doesn't fix your problems. Right, right. right. So, yeah, you know, it's kind of just seems like I never put those two together. But as we've, you know, gotten deeper into the enneagram and learning about it, it seems like yeah, even our message are as a church. But you're, you're, you know, you're the one creating the messages. But it's like have been more of a. Mm -hmm. let's just go beyond because that's not what Christianity is. It's not about behavior modification. Right. And I think that, you know, that's been a, that's been a big thing for us. I mean, we, we even, you know, we talk about, we've, we've, we've mentioned on the podcast before the American gospel, which anyone that hasn't seen the American gospel on, it's on Amazon. Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's I on, watched it again last week. I watch it, it all the time. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime, but you still got to pay for it. It's not a prime video. Yeah. You can rent it. Though. You can, but I think you can rent it. Yeah. You and, can rent or buy it, but, but it's, it's incredible. But one of the things that they really talk about there and they really get into and they deal with is this idea, um, of true gospel centered preaching doesn't deal with the behavior. It deals with the heart. Right. It deals with the state of the person, you know, which is if, if Jesus hasn't dealt with you about this, then it, you can, you can keep trying, you know, you can keep trying to modify your behavior all you want, but you're not dealing with the person and you have to deal with the, per you have to deal with the root of all these issues. You know, I, I was sitting with a young man just the other day and we were talking about, he's, he's going through a few things. And so I'm counseling him and trying to mentor him. And, and essentially the, the real word is disciple him. Um, and, and in this process of discipleship, you know, I told him, I said, the problem is bro. I said, you're the sin in you is like a tree. I said, and rather than cutting it down and digging up the roots, you're just trying to trim back the branches. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, man, let me not watch this. Let me not look at pornography anymore. Let me try not to sleep with my girlfriend or whatever. And it's like, you can get, you know, we can trim branches the rest of your life. Like that's, that's a miserable life, but it's where a lot of people are. Yeah. It's like, we need to get to the root of it. What's well, easier. And it may, and that means, yeah, it is. But it's one of those things we need to deal with the root of it, but it's also important. And I think we need, I think churches need to say this more. And I think they need to have a theology that creates space for this conversation more. You may never come to the place where you don't deal with that. Like if lust and a sexual desire is something that you, yeah. you have to put to death every morning, there's probably never going to be a day where you don't have to kill it. You're going to have to kill it every day. Like, you know, and churches made you believe it's like, oh, you still struggle with sin. I don't know if you ever really got saved then. It's like, or that's just your sinful nature that exists inside of you. And anyone that gives you that, I'm like, I'm telling all podcast listeners, anyone watching right now, any person that tells you that when you get saved, you shouldn't deal with sin. And if you're still dealing with sin, you never got saved. They may not be saved, but their sin is just hidden and you're open about yours. Their self-righteousness is their sin. Their religiosity is their sin. Their self-judgment is their, like, or their judgment is their sin. Their, yeah. Like, um, you know, what, whatever it is, but the reality is we all deal with it and you need space to deal with it. So what we need to do is surrender the roots of our sinful nature, not just try to modify our behavior. I think we can learn a lot from addiction and addiction recovery, you know, yeah. um, me and me and John know this know this couple this family um re- really well and he's a he was an addict okay and he's been clean I don't know 25 years 20 years something like that fantastic person and oh I know I think I know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. so he um he he kind of tells the story because they deal with addiction recovery ministry right which yep. is not everyone's not called to that either no doubt but he talks about how you know he still he still goes to the meetings every week mm. not he is a leader in it but sure. he goes for himself like yeah. he still has to go yeah that's what he says it's like he, he says you know i wake up every day and i have to you know i have to ask god to to help me to not, you know, through, through that day, yep. you know, cause that addiction that, that it's, it's, it's there, yep. you know, cause, cause there's some people that argue like, um, you know, like AA or in some of these, it's like, hi, my name's Justin and I'm a, and I'm a drug addict. Yeah. And you've heard from Christians like, don't, don't call yourself that. Like God's redeemed you. And it's like, but the flip to that is it's reminding yourself that there is this thing there, yeah, you right, know, right, that you right. do need God every day. You do need the accountability and support of a meeting, which is why those exist. Right. You know, that's why people can be clean from alcohol or drugs for 10, 20 years and still want to go to a weekly, whether it's AA or, you know, celebrate mm-hmm. recovery or, uh, what's or the what, most excellent way or whatever, the, the Christian yeah. ones, you know, it's, it's, um, it's the accountability that those provide. And I think we yeah. can learn from that in other arenas, yeah, no you doubt. know, like you mentioning lust and all those things, like th- those are, those are real things that people yeah, even though it, it can be an addiction too. I think we can learn from the the drug, quote unquote, drug and alcohol addict, addicts and how they yeah. gain support from each other. But well, and it's and it's and, and I think you know, sex sex is such a unique thing. Um, sex is unique because God said it was good. Like yeah, you know, and and we've got this stigma in church where like sex is bad. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing premarriage counseling with a lot of young adults right now, you know, in their 20s, and they're having to get over this stigma because the church implanted in their brain over and over and over how bad sex is, and it's like no, like sex is a good thing. You know what I mean? I I even encourage a couple of them. You know what I mean? Like two couples in particular. It's like just say sex a lot. 
Like talk about how you can't wait to have sex. Talk about like do all those things because you got to get this stigma out of your brain. But as churches, we've pounded it into the brain. Like it's taboo. Yeah. It's like, and, and if you ever have it, you've crossed some dangerous line. You know what I mean? It's like, well, sex and sex outside of marriage definitely has very dangerous consequences, but sex in and of itself is a good thing. God made it. Right. And it's like, and he said it was good. And, but the, the reality is that's why it's such a sex, sex is such a, an interesting thing because, um, you are supposed to love it, you know, like drugs and getting drunk and all those things. You're, you were never supposed to love those things, right? You were, that was never supposed to be a desire for you, but it's your sinful nature. Um, but sex is different because it's actually a good thing. There's just parameters that it's supposed to exist in. Um, and that converse, that, that sermon is coming soon in the weeks to come. Right. But, um, but because of that, the reason what I was getting back to is it's like, so what we have to deal with isn't that we need to get people to not want to have sex. What we have to do is get people to fall so in love with Jesus that they want to live their life the way Jesus is calling them to live it. Right. Which is, that is a good thing. You're supposed to have it inside of this box. So whenever you step inside of this box, you can have it, you know what I mean? And, and, and so, so, so yes and amen to what you're saying. I think there's part of it too, that it's just like, but it's not a bad, not only is it not bad, it's good. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, and, and God made it good. So, um, so it's just a very interesting dynamic in that particular reading. Now, to to be lustful of the opposite sex all the time is different than just wanting sex, right? So it's like a man that looks at every single woman or every attractive woman and has lustful desires. That's different, right? Like, so it's like also understanding that too. It's like so there's well, quite a, there's a little it goes bit back of to the bo- the there. the parameters though, right? I mean, yeah, you know. You're supposed to have that for your wife, not right every right, woman exactly. you encounter. Yeah, right. You know, so so all that to say is just it's just a healthy understanding of like number one, you're sinful. You'll always be sinful, and you'll never get rid of that. Uh, at least the desire, right? Because that's your sinful nature, and you have to kill that every day. Um, and thank God for grace, where He, you know, uh, picks us up where you know we have shortcomings, and and Jesus went to the cross to pay for our sins, um, not assuming that we would ever step into perfection, but knowing that when we give our life to Jesus, we should be pursuing it. Um, and grace, you know, thank God grace makes up the difference when we fall. Um, but the reality is in that pursuit of Jesus and in that pursuit of perfection and in that pursuit of sinlessness where the gospel makes us whole in spite of our shortcomings, um, then we, what we look at is not trying to just modify our behavior, but what does it really look like to die to ourselves and to live for Christ? Yeah. You know? Um, and, and in that, it modifies things. And that's what we've been trying to do in the past few Sundays is not convince someone not to have sex. If you're not married, (laughs) let's deal with you as a person. Why is it you feel like you need someone all the time? You know what I mean? Why is it that you can't be alone? You know, like what is it that you like, we need to deal with the fact that you feel like you need somebody holding your hand all the time. We need to deal with the fact that you feel like sex validates you. And because you feel like sex validates you, you need to have it as often as you can. So you feel more validation, not realizing that there's no man that can validate you. Uh, young woman, only God can validate you. And there's no, no amount of sex you can have. That's going to make you feel valuable. As a matter of fact, the shame that comes from your sex with all of these people that you're looking for validation from actually causes you to be yeah. more invalidated. Counterproductive. <laughs> it's counterproductive. They're working against each it's other. It's the trick of the enemy. 
enemy, right? Yeah. So, um, and so it's it's this idea, like it's the trickle of shame. You know, I talked to the pipeline about the trickle of shame. I don't think I've ever shared it on this podcast, but you know, it's like uh, it's like weight loss, right? When you're trying to lose weight. <laughs> and like you blow it on a Thursday. So if you have a diet and it's like Thursday and you eat like some chocolate cake or whatever, you don't wake up Friday. And it's like, all right, let's get back on it. What do you do? Wait till Monday. Wait, wait till Monday. Right. <laughs> so That's it's it. like people, I feel like people do that with sin, right? It's like they, they, when they get messed up, they do, they blow it. Something happens on a Thursday, you know, and they're like, oh man, like I, I really messed up. Uh, and so because of that, you know, they're not like, they're, they're not going to pick it back up on a, on a Friday morning and be like, let's, live righteous again it's, it's like the weekend. let's roll this through till sunday get to the <laughs> yeah. altar and start it all over yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh the reality is like and what happens the enemy convinces us of that right he convinces us to stay in shame and if he can keep us in shame then he can keep us in this pattern uh of of behavior because we're not dealing with our root issues um and so it's just that understanding, you know, and that's not specific to women, by the way. We, I, we talked about women with men, but it, men certainly do it too. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's in that place, it's not validation, it's power, you know. So, uh, you know, women are looking through uh, with, for validation and security through sex, whereas men are looking for uh, power. Uh, and so that's usually the case. But Ego. Yeah. So, so what we're trying to do is deal with the person each week um and whether that's the person and how it affects their marriage person how it affects them engaged person how it affects them dating or person how it affects them single you know we got i got a couple shout outs this past week from single people in a church they're like thank you for not making a relationship series all about marriage <laughs> and like actually dealing with something i can right. like talk about you know so that's super helpful that's funny so so this sunday we were in part three yeah series. part three in my feelings yep is what it's called um and, and we kind of kick off the whole thing by talking about like this idea that um, we all live in our feelings so much, right? It's like our feelings is what drives us. Our feelings are what motivates us. Um, and so because we're, uh, we're at this place of our feelings, uh, we follow that far too often. You know what I mean? Uh, we don't. We oftentimes don't make decisions based on facts or data or information. We make it based on our feelings, which is the worst thing you can do most of the time. Um, but it goes back to what you said. You know, we kind of kicked off this idea of like, I mean, what we have to understand is that healthy single people are create healthy married people. Yeah. Like uh, that. There's nothing. Marriage does not add anything to you. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it adds a person. But even that person is there to sanctify you into holiness, right? So, like, so whatever issues you had, they're not going away when you get married. They're going to increase when you get married because two people in any house, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, my, my joke is, like, put two of me in a house and we're going to disagree about something. Yeah. Like, you know, like, so add someone well, and, else in the mix. And there's always crazy. some kind of baggage, for lack of a better word. Yeah. You know, that everybody brings and you have to learn how to deal and cope with all that and yeah. process it and yeah you know yeah it's not easy it takes work yeah. and so yeah so so you know god does that and and we use the story from mark 10 of the rich young ruler and um you know when i started reading through this i really like god just kind of like dropped it on my heart and, uh and, and in my spirit and i was reading through it and i was like god i don't get it. like what is you know i'm reading it through the lens of like the rich young ruler money wealth and all those things and i was like I, i'm 
not get, I'm not seeing this. Like, what are you, what are you trying to, to show me here? And that was where he just dropped on my spirit. He's like, you know, the problem wasn't the rich young ruler's money. The problem was he wanted something. He wanted to keep something that Jesus was telling him to give up. Yeah. And that's when it was kind of like this aha moment. Um, because for him it was money, but for, for us, it could be anything. You know, what if we don't want to let, what if the, what if the whole version of us is on the other side of our unforgiveness? You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. eternal life for him was on the other side of his wealth. But what if a healthy relationship for us is on the other side of our bitterness or our anger issue? What if it's on the other side of forgiving the person that damaged us 5, 10, 15, 35 years ago? Like, and, and it's this idea, we got to get over our feelings. Because if I'm in my feelings, I'm never whole. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Did we talk about that last week too? A, a little it bit. It seemed like that came up. Yeah. Because li- about feelings lying to you. Yeah. Or can I? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, we talked with the heart last week, how yeah, the yeah. heart's deceitfully wicked. Um, like on the podcast, we were mentioning that with Ken was here. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, and so because we're we're living in our feelings, and so we kind of talked about this idea, and we, and I really kind of just took a walk through Mark 10, uh, verses 17 through 22, which is this story of the rich young ruler. He walks up to Jesus. If you haven't heard the story, we'll kind of give it to you. Walks up to Jesus, says, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Well, Jesus looks at him and he's like, well, you know, like honor your father, mother, keep the law of all the commandments. He gives them all, you know, kind of gives them, gives them the rundown. Do not bear false witness. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. He gives them the, the law. Right. And matter of fact, he gives them like the standard (laughs) that like we put in front of 10 year olds (laughs) as the standard too. Like he didn't give them like, like the law, the craziness. He gave them like the the base right understand he gave him the 10 commandments essentially right um and so he looks back up and he's like teacher i've kept all these since i was a child like i'm, I'm good on all that you know what else is it going to take and jesus uh jesus looks at him in love the bible says and he's like one thing you lack go and sell all your possessions mm-hmm. give them to the poor and follow me and it says the rich young ruler went away sad because he had many possessions or he owned uh, much property. And so, um, and so what we did is kind of took a we kind of took a walk through that story and looked at kind of the errors of his ways, if you will, you know. Um, and so the first one, what do you got, Justin? Don't look for the destination if you're still finding fighting the journey. Yeah, and so what happens is the rich young ruler says, you know, he's like, "What do I got to do to inherit eternal life?" Yeah. And Jesus is like, essentially what Jesus is saying is like, bro, you asking the wrong questions. <laughs> right. You know, he's like, so Jesus just kind of plays off the answers. Like, well, do these things. Well, he already knew those things. And Jesus already knew that he already knew those things. And for many of us, we're, the, our destination may not be eternal life. Maybe we're secure in our faith in that. But what if your destination is marriage? What if your destination is a healthy marriage? You're married, but it's a healthy marriage. What, what is your destination? And for so many of us, we're, we're, we're not looking or we're looking for the destination, but we're not embracing our journey. And what Jesus wanted the young ruler to do is actually follow him. Stop looking for the thing at the end. Right. What if you followed me now and you'll by, by default get to the thing at the end. But he, but the rich young ruler couldn't, couldn't see that. He wasn't looking to follow. He wasn't looking for the journey with Jesus. He was just looking for the destination with Jesus. Yeah. And um, that's that's essentially what I believe, you know, God's trying to teach us in some of this is like, man, you, he's not looking for to give us just the destination. Like, he doesn't just want to give you a marriage. 
he needs to take the journey with you to make you whole before your marriage. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> he doesn't just want to give you a boyfriend or a girlfriend or he, he needs to make you whole on the journey before you get to the destination of a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know, the journey's key. We talk about, and that comes up a lot. Journeys, I mean, it comes yeah. up a lot. That's a, it's very important. <laughs> that's the, that's a, that's been a big thing for us since, since arc 2018 or something something like that yeah i mean it's been an ongoing conversation with us for a while of just falling over the journey that's it you know and now the infinite game with simon Sinek, and it's it's kind of that same mantra you know um but there's so much truth in it on so many levels yeah right? and why don't you break that down a little bit for the listeners that may not know what that's yeah. about infinite game or the joy and the journey of all that stuff yeah i mean ultimately like with the 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 book the infinite game that we kind of fell in love with uh, from simon Sinek, but the concept is is pretty simple that uh he's from a business context but most businesses um and it really applies to us as a church or our churches and even in, in your operation i guess and and your strategy for you know lack of a better word but it's like we we're playing an infinite game with finite mindset sometimes you know like for us there there is no finish line you know we set goals along the way you know or my, even maybe milestones in the life of our church and Small all these things wins and stuff. yeah um but there is no there's not a there's not an end line there's not a end zone for us that we're gonna one day be in and it's like we did it and the <laughs> right. game's over right. like it just it, it doesn't exist um so so sometimes it's getting your mindset out of a finite mindset and more of an infinite mindset to play an infinite game. Yep. And in that, you have to fall in love with the journey because you learn that it's sometimes not about the destination at all. Ever. If there isn't yeah. one, you know. Now, for right. us, there is. It's like heaven is our personal. But when I die, the church is still going to be going on. So, you know, it's like – yeah. It, it just never ends. So you mm -hmm. have to fall in love with the process. You have to fall in love with the journey. You have to fall in love some with the, even the hard times and yeah. the stretching and the growing because it's all part of it. Um, yes. And that's ultimately what it is. And specifically, you know, flip that. If you're in a business of any kind or anything like that, it's, you know, sometimes things are so arbitrary, you know, uh, arbitrary, you know, quarterly yep. numbers and goals and all these things. And, you know, um, essentially it can only be if, a, a, a game like baseball or football, right? Two mm -hmm. two people can play in it because there's agreed upon rules. Yep. Agreed upon you know outcomes. Yep. And how scoring happens, we all agree to those rules. Then we play, and when the time is over, whoever had the most points wins. Like right. we all agree to that. And that's a finite game. It's a finite game, but like in business, it's like or church you know, or, or or church. It's like you or know or relationships in this case. You know, <laughs> you know, but uh, we're sometimes like we're not. It, it go to relationships. If you two of you haven't agreed upon even the the thing, you're, yep. you're yep. already it's it's already not going to work. So it's like yep. it's um yeah it's that but that whole thing has been in a lot of stuff we've we've done, and I like that it's making its way even into our messages because it, it it so applies to the scripture too. Yeah, I mean it's but it's like falling in love with that journey, man. It's like yeah, well, it's, and that's it's incredible. Yeah, in in the infinite game, you know. So in relationships, I, I was talking with another couple the other day and they've just been kind of uh, you know they're, they're fine but they're just kind of going through some things and they said we just can't we can't ever see eye to eye I was like well what's the metric you know like what what's the thing that matters in your marriage that you're saying when we do this we're good when we're not doing this we're not good and they couldn't even name anything 
I mean, at least, at least most relationships, I can say, like, communicate. As long as we're communicating, we're good. Right. You know, like, or make it physical. Like, as long as as long as we're connecting physically, like, as long as we're having sex, as long as there's a romantic aspect, we can kind of miss each other. Our communication will be off. As long as this is good, we're good. I'm not saying that's a great standard. I'm just saying there is, like, right. at least there, there's a measurable there, right? Um, for a lot of people, they don't even know where the end zone is. Like, not, not the end zone to win, just the end zone to keep score. Like, that. I don't know the first down. They, like, they have no, they, you know, and, and I just encourage any of you, if you're in relationships, whether it's a business relationship, a romantic relationship, a marriage, you need to figure out what measurables you're going to use that determine whether or not you're healthy and successful. Because um, if you're not measuring something, you don't know what to fix when mm. it's broken. That's good. And so it's like, man, you we really need to, to step into that. And, and again, I'm getting into stuff that's coming in the week. So it's, it's hard for me not to like right, right. preach future sermons when we're on here. But but the reality is we have to recognize that we can't be fall We can't fall in love with the destination uh, and forget the journey. God wants us on this journey because he's preparing us for something, you know. And, and then even if you looked at it from the concept of us as believers, you know, that we that there is a destination, right? We're talking right. about eternal life. Or, yep. You know, we have a destination of, say, heaven, yep. right? You know, on the journey, we have a responsibility. So you, the journey still matters while we're in the here and the now. No doubt. You know, who are we impacting? Who are we bring along with us? Mm-hmm. Like, the, those type of things are very important. Um, so can't we can't just be so future-minded that we just overlook the people that we're passing every day you know yeah. it's like you want to get as much people on the train with you as possible you know yeah. at least in our context at least it should yeah well and even you know we said it in the notes um you know we, we were talking about this, this idea that maybe god loves your future spouse too much to give them to you right now because you would destroy them <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. like you maybe you ain't ready you right, know? Right, i right. know you want to be married right now but you're not ready to be married right now you know it's like god's got to do some more work and he loves them too much to give them to you right now because you would destroy them yeah or the flip side of that is maybe god loves you too much to give a jacked up person to you right now yeah you know if he's already got that person picked out you know if he's already that's the one i'm going with for me (laughs) 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 i have no doubt that's how yeah Uh, maybe maybe that person would damage you right now you're not ready for that person yeah they would (laughs) so you know that's those are important things to remember you know um and we rattled off like a list of four things like each category you know we had like single dating engaged and married we rattled off a, a list of four things you know and we said if you're single the person you are what do you got justin the wait person. wait wait i'm lost in my notes oh sorry, sorry the, my bad the person you are bro i'm lost no the no. person you're working on is more important than the person you're waiting on. Oh, you started with a different word. I yeah. say it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The person you're working on is more important than yeah. the person you're waiting on. Right? That, and That's key. <laughs> um, for so for so many of us, like, we, we just become complacent in our personal growth. It's like, man, whenever I find the person, then I'm, whatever, it's like, why don't you keep improving who you are and letting God transform you more into who he wants you to be while you're waiting? Because the person you're working on is far more important than the person you're waiting on major key yeah then the next one the person you are dating will not be the person you end up with <laughs> the person you're dating will not be the person you end up with when when i said this was the first time people were like what like, you, like they thought i meant like you're gonna break up yeah they you, thought it ain't like, the one that's what i told teenagers in student ministry like dude, this relationship ain't finna last so don't fall in love with it but that's not what i was talking about in right. church i was talking about the idea that the person like whoever the person is now growth will happen like trauma will happen pain will happen things will happen and the person that you love right now won't be the person you end up with uh, because they will change into a different person 
in the years to come, just like whoever you are will be a different person. I mean, I think about my wife. I think about me. Version of me five years ago is the person I am now. That's a much different person. Yeah. Um, you know, I sat down with a friend the other day uh, who uh, we've, we've just reconnected after, you know, you know, we were disconnected for a little while. We just reconnected. And, and uh, they even said, like, and you're, there's been some serious growth in you over the last couple of years. And I don't necessarily see that. I can see it, but I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I know that I've grown, but I don't always notice it. But someone else, you know, pointing it out. It's like. It's like losing weight. Yeah. You may not see it because you look in the mirror. You look every day. Yeah. Then you see a before and after photo from a year ago and you go, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So then the next one, marriage won't. Marriage won't minimize your issues. It will maximize your secrets. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. (laughs) So many times we think marriage is the solution. Yeah. And marriage is a great thing. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, people that have a pornography problem. It's like, man, once I get, if I can just get married, like, it'll minimize that problem. It's like, no. Now, instead of hiding it, now instead of pretending it doesn't exist for you, you'll be pretending it doesn't exist to you and your your wife or husband or whatever. Um, so it maximizes your secrets. You know, if you're bad with money, now you're not just trying to convince yourself you're bad with money. Now you got to try to convince two people you're bad <laughs> yeah. with money. You know, and so it doesn't, marriage doesn't minimize your uh, issues. It maximizes your secrets. And then lastly. Last is marriage is all about fighting for each other, not with each other. That's right. Marriage is all about fighting uh, for each other, not with each other. It's a good one. Yeah. And so, and and we kind of hit on some different scriptures about men saturating ourselves in humility and fighting for our marriages. Um, And then we go back and we look at the, the, rich young ruler again. And, and, uh, he, and then we look at how God gives him these answers and he's like, God, or Jesus looks at him and says, you know, don't, don't steal, don't commit adultery. Don't do these things. And he's, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, d- I've, I've done all that. <laughs> the rich young ruler was like, I got that been there. Don't, like, I'm good with that. And essentially he's like, I, I, I don't want to, I, I I know the reality is he's not perfect with that. Like there's no way that he was perfect in following the law. Cause that's, not possible that you know romans makes it clear that romans isn't written yet for this time frame the fact that he was talking to jesus <laughs> right. and jesus is standing there right was the evidence that we couldn't follow the law right exactly <laughs> right know? so jesus is like yeah okay so he's looking at him he's like yeah i've done all that now we all know jesus knew like no you haven't but you're just saying you have and essentially what he's trying to do is he's trying to skip the parts he doesn't like he's like well he, jesus says all right here's the, here's the here's the measuring stick then on whether or not you get to get to eternal life. Here's the measuring stick. And he knows he doesn't measure up, so he wants to skip it. He doesn't want to deal with right. it. Right. And which brings us to our next point, which is don't try to skip. Yeah, don't skip the parts of your journey you don't like. Don't try to skip the parts of your journey you don't like. You know, and we all got parts of our journey that we don't love. I, I've had some. You've had some. For those that are listening and watching, you've had some. And the reality is uh, you don't get to skip the parts of your journey you don't like. Just like the rich young boy didn't get to skip the parts of the answer he didn't like. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, and so uh, we, we have to understand that the, the areas of our journey that we don't love is the, is, are the very portions of our journey that God's using to sanctify us, to prepare us, to get us ready. You know? Um, so Jesus looks at him and, and that's where that's, you know, the, the story. Um, it's so funny to me. Jesus looks at him with love. 
to me, I feel like the other Jesus first answer was, was like on the surface, looked more like a loving answer than the second answer. Cause Jesus actually gives him at least a checklist, right. you know, like just hit these things and you're good. Now, of course he can't hit those things, but he gives it to him nonetheless. And he's like, just do this thing to me. That's more loving on the surface than what his second answer was. But the Bible says he looks at him with love and he says, one thing you lack, right? Uh, one thing you lack, go and sell all you possess, give it to the poor and, uh, and you'll have treasure in heaven and then come follow me. You know, and essentially he was saying, like, let go of all those things and come and follow me. Right. One thing you lack, you got something that you're tied to that's stopping you from pursuing me. Right. And uh, that that gives us our next point. Right. Which is before God shows us what we get. He shows us what to forget. That's right. He shows us before he before we can be looking for a relationship we want. He's got to show us the damage from the relationships in the past that we've got to want to let go of and so we have to forget these things so that we can get these other things and so um you know we kind of hit a list you know insecurity unforgiveness hurt addiction anger bitterness these are all things that we'll hold on to and jesus is saying we're saying we're saying like jesus we uh, number one we want to follow you but also like we want the destination we want a relationship we want a marriage we want these healthy things in our life and jesus saying dope one thing you lack let go of that unforgiveness and follow me, and I'll lead you to the place, uh, to the person you need to have. And we're going, no, nah, I think I'll keep this. <laughs> I think I'll keep this whatever, you know, this anger, this what, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and that's where we jumped over to Philippians 3 and, you know, talking about the words of Paul where it says, I press on, you know. And if you want the full, if you want the whole layout of that, you can go check out the sermon. But. But yeah, we, we jump into the words of Paul, you know, and essentially what we come down to is like for, for many of us, like we have to choose to move on, like whatever happened, happened. You got to choose them. You got to choose to, you'll, you'll never actually forget, even though Jesus insists you have to let it go. You'll never actually forget, but you can forgive, you know, you'll never actually, it'll never be erased from your memory, but you can stop yeah. letting it drive your actions. Like people say, forgive and forget. It's, it's like, like no. impossible. Yeah. Yeah. If you could forget, you wouldn't have to forgive. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Like, yeah. If you, you would, there'd Impossible. be no, there'd be Never no happened. need to forgive. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's what we kind of let people know. It's like, Hey, listen, the reality is your future. If you're going to have a, if you're going to have a healthy relationship in the future, if you're going to have a healthy marriage in the future, if you're going to be a healthy uh, person in the future, it's going to cost you your past. Like the payment for your future is your past. Yeah. So you got to put that on the table so that you can pick up something else. You can't hold both your past and your future at the same time. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's going to cost you your past. Let me yep. Think about that for a second. That's a doozy. It's quite the, quite the picture. Right? We had a question, but I don't really, Phaedra, if you're still watching, um, Phaedra! maybe, maybe, um, elaborate on the question. My sister I, from a different mister. I don't know where the question came into our conversation. But she says, so then it uh, can also be the feeling of fear and change. But I don't know where that came into our conversation or what she's referring can to. It can also be the feeling of fear and change. change. Yeah. If you're still watching, maybe maybe elaborate. quickly a type us. something out and elaborate <laughs> that. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So this, this coming Sunday. Yeah, this coming Sunday, Pastor Scott Thomas is going to be with us. My man, Pastor Scott from Free Life Chapel, Lakeland, Florida. 
He's the guy, man. He's one of our overseers for people that know about our church government structure. He's one of our overseers. Incredible. Um, I've, I've rarely seen someone who believes in people so much. I've rarely believed in someone who, um, refuses to let negativity impact their life so much. He's just looking for everything God wants and wants to do and all those things. So, uh, he's going to be with us. He's preaching Sunday. He's doing team night Saturday. If you're on the dream team, you want to be a team night Saturday because team night Saturday is going to be dope. Like it's going to be really, good. it's going to be insane. I think we're baptizing seven people. I might have two more that might be getting in on the list. Like, yeah. like, come on Jesus. Cool. So it's going to be awesome. We're going to celebrate. If so you serve on the TC dream team at all, man, not just cause Scott's there. Yeah, it's a just, it's a big night. It's a big night. You don't and, want to miss and it. And we don't, we're not just saying, I know everyone says, Oh, you don't, be, you don't want to miss, miss it. Be yeah, there. No, no. You're like, going to be mad if you miss Saturday. Ser- seriously, if you're a part of TC and you serve on the Dream Team, you want to be a team night Saturday night. No um, doubt. 100%. Big, 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 big things be coming. Big things. Um, and, yeah, so check. You, you, you're gonna, you got an email about it. Or a small group leader. Well, I know we got some people that have that yeah. aren't currently serving on the Dream Team, but you're like just doing small group things. That you but count. If that. you've completed Grow Track, if you're a member of TC on the Dream Team, uh, any of those things, man, we want to we wanna make sure that you're there. So. That's right. Absolutely. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. And then Sunday's part four. Sunday's part four. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. So uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in today for this week. Talking about In My Feelings. Um, man, check out the message. It's on YouTube. It is on our website. It is, if you're listening on podcast, you can listen to it there. Yeah. Give me give me what Phaedra said again. I, I think I'm going to try to tackle it. And I'm going to, I think I know where she's She said, from. so then it can also be the feeling of fear and change. Yeah. I just don't know when she when that comment came through yeah, in, in the conversation. It makes me wonder if it's about the parts to don't skip the parts of the journey you don't like, which is like Very fear possible. and change. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think absolutely. Um, I think for many of us, we, we love the idea of comfortability. I was talking, the reason it triggered something in my memory, we were t- I've been talking to the pipeline for the last two weeks, the leadership pipeline, which is where we develop leaders and train them and, and all those things. And, and one of the things that we've been, I've been trying to do for them is, is, um, is shatter uh, the image of their life that they've built up for themselves. And then if it, if it's actually something God wants for them, let God rebuild it. Um, but, you know, and one of the phrases I said two weeks ago, I said to my man Ty, he won't mind me giving him his name, giving his name, but um, he, uh, he was asking a question about his future and his plans and all that. And he said, yeah, I've got plans to do this, this, and this. And I said, I pray that God is so gentle and graceful when he shatters that. <laughs> and he was like, and, uh, what, and, and we elaborated when I said, you know, um, all of us have our plans and our dreams and our goals. And I don't think those are bad. They're not bad. But, but God steps in and he goes, I'm going to give you my dreams, goals, and maybe they match, but maybe they don't. And I was like, I pray that he's gentle and gracious when he, when he shatters even your desire to achieve them for yourself. Yeah. It, and even if they, even all, if all of those things happen, He's graceful and gentle when he shatters your self-ambition to make it a, a righteous ambition, a spiritual ambition. Because it's tough. It is. And and I've told him for the last two weeks, we've been going over some different stuff. And, and uh, you know, I one of the phrases to them that I've encouraged them was like, you, I want you all to realize how close all of you are. You're one call from God away from selling everything you own, moving and living in a hut in South Africa and ministering to people from other people groups with the gospel that don't know it yet. Like God can do that that fast yeah. <laughs> just snapping the microphone. Like you're, you're, it's so quick. 
God can do that with your life. And we've, we build up so much on these things. And so, um, and, and so fear and change and all those things that Phaedra was just asking about. Yes. And amen. Because I think anything that keeps you, um, anything that keeps you comfortable can be something that, that can keep you away from what God is trying to do in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think comfort is one of the great tools of the enemy because it's, it's a stalemating position of paralysis when we fall into comfort. It's like, yeah. this is what I like. I don't want change. And God's going, but I'm going to change everything, you know? Um, and so I think that that may be part of it. Hopefully that answers part of what you're dealing with. So yes, it can be fear. It can be change. It can be fear of change. Uh, the reality is a complete, the, the best position you can be in on your Christian journey is one of surrender mm. because that puts you in, it puts you in a position. I, I remember, um, playing basketball in, in, I had a, uh, I called him uncle Tony. He wasn't an actual uncle, but he was really close to me. Um, and he taught me something when I was playing basketball. He said, you always need, he said, if you're playing basketball, your heels should never be on the floor. He's, and what he was explaining to me is that you need to be in a constant state of, of tension where you're ready to react to anything that happens in the game. So if it's a turnover, you're ready to run back on the other side of the court to be ready to score or play defense. You need to be in a, a state of readiness to react in a healthy way to what the game throws at you. And I think that's how we should be in our spiritual journey in life, in a constant state of readiness to react in a healthy way to whatever God changes in our life. Um, but the only way to do that is to have our eyes fixed on him and be in a constant state of surrender rather than settling on in on our heels into a comfortable place of whatever we've built for ourselves. Right. You know, so. Good stuff. Anyways, hope that's helpful. So, uh, man, we appreciate you guys. Team night Saturday. Sunday is going to be dope. Don't want to miss that. And so, uh, man, we, we're, we're looking forward to continuing the series. It's and we're going to have Scott on the podcast next week. Yep, Pastor Scott will be on the podcast next week. Don't want to miss that either. So. Probably a day early. Maybe it maybe live early, day so, early. Yeah. Stay posted or stay close so that when we post, you know about it. Justin, tell them where they can find more about the church. You can find us online at transformationchurch.com or Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. All right. Hey, listen, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.